if you do have a rather hearty jerky meal, then the slime kind of zhuzhes it up a little bit. In the dark and twisted city of Duskfall, where the smog-choked skies loom overhead and the cobblestone streets echo with the whispers of forgotten secrets, a group of daring scoundrels known as the Undertides is emerging. The city is a sprawling nest of criminal enterprises, corrupt nobility, and supernatural forces, and the Undertides navigate this treacherous landscape with finesse. The Undertides are not bound by the laws of the city, but by their own codes and ambitions. The crew is a group of misfits, each with their own unique skills and backgrounds, coming together to thrive in the shadows. Peacock, a disgraced former bluecoat, now cuts deals for profit with the criminals he used to put away. Snipe prepares meticulously for every job and procures the supplies and gear they need to be successful. Shep, with his goat companion D'Artagnan, find the ins into any score and run security from behind the scenes. Usually, looking at you D'Artagnan. And Owl, the surprisingly talented Whisperer, able to deal with any spirits they come across as well as expertly piloting her converted smuggling tugboat, the patchwork trawler which has been put into service as the crew's transportation. Right along with the crew on their adventures in Duskfall, this is Blades in the Dark. Let's hop into that flashback between Peacock and uh, Snipe. Alright, and uh, kind of what, what is the setting of this flashback here? Kind of how far back do we see snipe and peacock here it's probably going back five or six years um it'll be inside one of the blue coat interrogation rooms um snipe's kind of sitting on one side of the table looking annoyed i imagine peacock probably has these talks while pacing or looming he's a good loom he's way bigger than snipe (laughs) Look, it's it's pretty simple. I know you don't want to give up your sources, but I know you also don't really want to go to jail. He's not a source. I don't really know anything about him. I don't believe it. You never believe it. It's because you always lie. Deny that? I mean, it's... It's the nature of the relationship. You never believe me. You try to get more information. Sometimes I make stuff up and you have to correct things. It's what we do. You realize that's literally a lie. Making something up, telling me something that's not true that I can act upon is lying. I don't even want... You. You going to jail does nothing for me. Doesn't do anything for me either, honestly. So give me something that I can work with. Give me something. I know it's not you. It's gotta be some... It's somebody bigger, somebody smarter, somebody with more coin. Hey, feel an attack here. That's the point of this. 
Oh, yeah. Why do I why do I come in here? Because this beats jail. And I can pin anything on you. That just seems unfair. <laughs> That's why I've got the blue coat. <laughs> and you don't. You're a dick, you know that? Yeah. But I get the job done. And that's all anybody above me cares about. As long as we're clear. All right. You know Polanski, right? Yeah. I don't really have anything on him. However. But you've got a way to get to him. I know you do. I've seen you talking to his crew. Listen, I have an idea. been working on it for a little while. Suppose... I can arrange a deal. I can get my hands on some coin. A lot of coin. Set up a deal. Between Polanski and... I don't even know who else. I'll get the deal. Could probably be guns. Maybe drugs. Whatever I can con him into. I'll let you know when it's going to happen. You and your goons come in. Bust them down. Um, officers of the law. We're not goons. Says you. Says this badge. Goons. Yeah. Anyway, focus. You guys come in. You rough them up. You wrangle Polanski and his idiots and whoever the other people are, and you leave the stuff there. I'll swoop in, I'll clean it all up, sell it off, we split the profits, me and you. You get your bad guy, we both make some money, easy. See, I knew that uh, that box of rocks you got over your shoulders would eventually come up with a spark. I'll take that for the compliment, it's probably not supposed to be. Ah, it's plenty of a compliment. Sorry. Right. Let me know the day and where you're going to be. I'll make sure we've got a we've got a squad to do a run through, and uh, there'll be enough panic that we'll we'll be worried about getting everybody out. But I'm going to eyeball it. I'm going to know if you're shorting me. Both going to walk with plenty of extra money. Can't get screwed on this. Gonna ruin me if something happens. Hey, you help me out. I'm keeping you out of jail. We both end up with a couple of coin. It's a win-win-win. And you don't have to worry about Polanski. He'll be behind bars. Or worse, I've seen what your guys do. Sometimes they get a little exuberant. They're very excitable. They're like puppies. But they go when I say. And they leave when I say. And that's all that matters. Got a deal. I'll let you know when it's going down. See, I knew we'd come to an arrangement. Leave me alone for a while. Need some peace and quiet. Uh, (laughs) 
I, I think now I'm, I'm going to throw a very slight wrench in the work of the backup where you just kind of hear the knocking on the door of the like exterior of the interrogation <laughs> chamber. And uh, one of your goons, uh, one of your fellow goons, of course, uh, kind of leans in and goes, hey, Joey, the missus is here. She wants a man out. Something tell about unjust holdings. Tell her we still got to process him. We'll get him processed and out. He'll be home by morning. Joey, she handed me a pile of papers. I'm not sorting through this bullshit just so you can talk to this fella. Get him out of here. It's all right. It's all right. We're done. We're done. I got what <laughs> I needed to get out of it. Yeah, uh, and we kind of, the guy kind of walks over un. He's probably handcuffed. Probably for the visuals of it. Like, it would always seem that Snipe's being picked up and arrested and questioned, as mm-hmm. opposed to coming in willingly. Right. And and I think it's one of those things that your the, the missus, so to speak, is <laughs> getting a little tired of her husband constantly being harassed by the bluecoats. Um, and so she's gotten it down to a science of her own where she knows that if she makes enough of a fuss that they have to start doing paperwork, that it gets you out of the drink a little oh, bit I didn't faster. know that I was actually being the one unjustly held. Sorry. <laughs> Unjust. It, the claim is that you are being unjustly held. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's not aware of the stool pigeonality of her husband. Yes. Right. And you see he, like, kind of opens the door a little bit wider as they kind of take you out of your four-show handcuffs and take you to the other side of the door. And uh, we see Petra, like, clicking her her heels on the outside of the cell, and they're like, are they done? I think that's kind of a good spot for us to end the, the flashback there and kind of move on to the score itself. All right. Uh, so the score that we're actually going to be going on, <laughs> reclaiming the lost district, or, or at least the the start here. Um, so Lady Drake is setting up an expedition to reclaim the lost district of Duskwall from beyond the lightning barriers. But before she begins her expedition in earnest, she needs info. Most importantly, she needs an accurate map of the district, since many of the structures have been lost to the ravages of time and the oncoming of the wilderness of the Deathlands. Uh, She's willing to pay handsomely and even has mention of a bonus should anyone find a suitable base of operations for further exploration. So there is quite a lot of money in this. Um, The longer that you're able to stay out in the Deathlands, the more you're able to map, the better you're able to kind of get for yourself and your crew. That can kind of determine the quality of the map that you give Lady Drake and in turn your payout. So being there for longer puts you at more risks to the natural trepidations of the Deathlands here. But higher reward, there's magic items out here in the Deathlands There's a lot of lost uh, art and stuff like that out in the Lost District uh, that some people have have free claim on. Um, And so being able to go out into the Lost District could mean big money, but also big danger. And so that is what we are doing here. How do y'all want to go about beginning the operation? So y'all are already 
we can kind of already see you all decked out in the necessary gear to survive out past the lightning barriers. You'll have rebreathers on. You'll have like filter packs on your hips that are good for several, several hours. Um, the if y'all do want to take the ship, if y'all want to take your boat, uh, that is an option. A lot of the area is flooded. It was just as canalis as the rest of Duskwall, so that can help you with transport. But sometimes it's easier to find things on foot, so just kind of like whichever one y'all would prefer. So does it make sense to do any kind of research beforehand? Like to do some studying to make sure that we're starting out in the right direction or that any that, that would help us know points of interest to be aiming for. Yeah, um, I believe there are some potential points of interest that y'all would be aware of. Let me see the gather information thing. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that with. A lot of the like documents that you might be able to find about the Lost District are very old. Um, the Lost District has been out of contact with the rest of the city of Duskwall at this point for almost 100 plus years. Um, and so a lot has changed in the time since people did like land surveys of the area like things have fallen apart things have degraded um but you may be able to find some like uh spots via the maps where you're like if there any if there was going to be any place that would be good for a base of operations it would be this centrally located or this flat like you know space for this it was an old generator district like stuff like that may be able to help you do you want to how do you go about kind of like studying or consorting or talking or talking to historians or like you know with a i feel like it might be just something as simple as uh, like trying to dig through and and find any of the old documents and and just familiarizing himself with what is known and what is assumed or guessed mm -hmm. and then kind of taking some notes from there and using that to, you know, to kind of create a, a, a guess, a guessing map. Yeah, go ahead, make a study roll for me. It would just be a, a, a fortune roll, so there's not anything dangerous about doing that. Come on! Standard effect? Mm-hmm. Blech. I'd say it's just everything. Everything is unknown is like the problem is it's been so long. There have been like terrestrial events that may have made entire sections of the district just fall into the river. Like there's just so much of it that isn't known that you don't even really know where to parse like reality from conjecture. You got to go the see it in person. There are a couple of folks that said, like, well, if you're going to go into the Lost District, the most important thing is going to be getting the generator back up. So what you need to do is you need to go to where the wall failed and fix it so that way you can get everything back online or at least a portion of everything back online with, like, portable lightning barriers. 
So the first thing you'd need to do is go to the generator area. And it's like, cool, where's that? And they're like, uh, we don't know. It's it's there. It failed. We that's know that's not part of our job, is it? That's a problem. That's not part of your job. Your pro- job is map- mapping. Okay. <laughs> um, so if if you find the generator area, great. Um, but it's not your responsibility. There's a bonus if you find a place where they can set up camp, and that would be a good place to do it. If you don't find it, you don't get penalized or anything like. That. So I haven't been to this specific place, but he's got a good idea of how to survive out there and Mm -hmm. you know he he would know what we're likely to come up on right like you you know the telltale signs of like oh like we're being stalked by a uh devil rabbit it's like so we should leave so as part of the score how do y'all want to go about the engagement like do y'all want to go in like guns blazing do you want to go in very quiet Y'all kind of want to go in with the supernatural protections, something occult. Like, you know, do you want, how do y'all want to go in there? I think it's almost, it's going to be, well, we're not transporting anything. Yeah, social really wouldn't make we sense. We need to here. be stealthy to some degree, but I don't think that's the main one. It might be another occult. Gotcha. Because I don't know how we assault this. I'd say the the kind of assault aspect is like setting up your own little mini base of operations, like kicking the door down and then spider webbing your way out. We, we are going out district. prepared like a SWAT team. Right. I think that would be the, the closest thing to an assault plan. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to say. Packing it my, heavy, boys. Here's my suggestion. Snipes. I'm not Snipes. Shep's kind of running this one. This is. This was Shep's choice. Um, I'm going to say let him ro- roll the engagement. I think, whatever. yeah, it's Shep's idea. He was like, oh, no, surviving out there, it's fine. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> it's It'll easy. be fine. Kids do it. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. Shep's running point on this one, and mm-hmm. we're just following along. All right, and okay, so uh, Shep, how how do you think that the the team should engage the target? Like, should it be something that y'all like sneak your way through the Lost District? Should y'all be going in there hot, heavy, and well armed, or is it something a little bit more even like supernatural than that, where you're like, oh yeah, we have to pray <laughs> to keep the ghosts <laughs> away and use supernatural power in order to live out here in the Deathlands while monsters actively try to kill us. Not a deception. I think it would either be stealth or cult. Yeah. How how forbidden is it for us to go out there? It's not forbidden, it's just dangerous. So it's not really stealth either, unless we're like trying to hide from ghosts. You'd be trying to hide from ghosts and monsters. Yeah, maybe it is still. Maybe we're trying to like we know there's really bad stuff out there, so we're being trying trying to be kind of careful because mm-hmm. we're just trying to avoid the worst of the worst out there, which which is out there. We're trying <laughs> to sneak around that. in maps, so yeah, probably. Yeah, and and while we're yeah we're trying to kind of map map the area while avoiding the big bad. All right. So we want to sneak our way into the Lost District, kind of make as little noise as possible and get 
the the mapping done quickly, yeah, quietly, and get out. I can't wait for Shep to give us the rules for this. So this is called. I need to start writing some stuff down. All right. This is called a mumble shunken. You can eat these. Oh, but these are shunken muffins. Mm-hmm. They look the same. There's a little difference. <laughs> this one will kill you. <laughs> this one's perfectly fine. <laughs> this one will make you go crazy. <laughs> I had a cousin who ate one of these, and we left them for the monsters. Yeah, I had a cousin. Mm-hmm. So we are sneaking our way into the Lost Sister. All right. Snipe will ask Shep mm-hmm. if there's any if there's anything we absolutely have to know. Not necessarily things to eat or not eat. We'll learn that as we go. Like, is it more ghosts than monsters? Is it just environmental? Yeah, I would say <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, it's three. kind of all of them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Stay away from monsters, stay away from ghosts, and then... Stay away um, from vents of poisonous gas. Yeah, yeah, that. And then don't eat anything that'll kill you. So if you just do all that, you'll be fine. You know how we can do all that? The walls ooze green slime. Oh, they always do that. It's fine. Don't, don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. That. the slime <laughs> Then you're not going to get away from the slime. Like, trust me, I've tried. Um, That's just a fact of life, you know. It makes a good topper, though. So, like, if you do have a rather hearty jerky meal, then the slime kind of zhuzhes it up a little bit. (laughs) That was one of the weirdest sentences you've ever said. (laughs) You're like, that's not even one of the weirder things I've eaten out there. (laughs) Can you put that in, like, the, uh, like, before you start the episode, you know, how to, like, do excerpts? And then just put that sentence. (laughs) Just put the slime on it. (laughs) Rick Wake Radio. Just put the slime on it. (laughs) I don't do any of that shit. (laughs) But I I can do that. I'll make a special uh, exception for this episode. (laughs) All right. So, we, as a group of uh, scoundrels, get one fortune die for sheer luck. Uh, One die for being particularly bold or daring. Going out into the Lost District is always daring and bold. It doesn't necessarily expose a vulnerability, hit them where they're weakest, or hit them where they're strongest. Like, it being a dangerous area in and of itself is just kind of a part of that. Who is the them in this? Hmm? You said it doesn't hit them. Like the, the creatures them? of the out of the Deathlands. Oh. The creatures of the deep. <laughs> well, that's an, actually a different set of creatures. Those are much worse. <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> the <laughs> creatures of the deep are like Cthulian style monsters. <laughs> Those exist here? Mm-hmm. Not in the Deathlands, but they live out in the Void Sea. Oh, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> fun. Um, don't really have any friends or contract contacts that are like particularly well versed in the Deathlands. Um, but there also aren't isn't really anyone who's trying to stop you. Um, 
And I'd say the tier of the enemies that you're fighting here kind of vary. Uh, everything from not that big a deal ghosts all the way up to, like, long dead ancient wizards are out in the Deathlands. So who knows what it is that you'll stumble upon. So I'd say, Mr. Shep, roll that engagement roll, so roll that fortune roll with two dice, and let's see what kind of situation we find ourselves in right at the start. Can we let's just send like, Shep by himself to do this? I'm probably going to go as a normal load, I feel like, as well. Oh, yeah, load size. What's everyone thinking? Uh, heavy. Heavy. <laughs> Your friends are already making it more difficult to sneak around <laughs> by wearing pots and pans all over their bodies. I was going to ask Ship what we should do to prepare. That's actually well, pretty funny. Is that? Yeah, she's like, she shows up. She's like, is this good? She's decked out. Ship's just like, yeah. No, that's a little bit too much. Just, just wear like normal. Don't worry about it. But we're, it's the Deathlands. Uh, yeah, and I've been there, and I'm alive, so. <laughs> Mm, going on like the living drop, lands for me. I guess I can drop the mess kit and she just <laughs> just unhooks a mess kit. Pots and pans fall off. <laughs> he like looks at everybody. He's like, "You're gonna be there for a day, not a week." Everyone <laughs> <laughs> has luggage. <laughs> no, snipe will go normal if 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 that's the expected. Like we're not going into the prison. I I feel like we need to be more mobile. Uh, fine. And then she'll she'll drop it down to normal. Peacock, do you stay <laughs> locked? Do you stay locked and loaded? <laughs> it's like that peacock. It was like that the whole fucking conversation. That's the noise peacock Just... made when he saw everybody else like decking uh... down. He was like. <laughs> Is that her cannon in the in the interrogation chamber? (laughs) Is this how is this the Marvel Cinematic Universe where D'Artagnan was there too? (laughs) Every time that Peacock sees, he takes a big breath and as he breathes, he goes. (laughs) That was Penny, the little dog I was holding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Peacock's going in heavy, and everyone else is going normal. And I'd imagine that. Peacock's insistence on going heavy has at least something to do with his recent trauma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. There's like All six right. ghost bane charms. It's, it's nothing but ghost bane charms. <laughs> I don't even know if this one's real. I don't care. <laughs> this this one's broken charm? spoon. I just found this broken spoon. He's like knows, listening to like urban legends. <laughs> like, oh, this is a special spoon. He buys it for like way too much money. <laughs> But have y'all tried lemon zest in your shampoo? Keeps the ghost away. I can guarantee it. Peacock, I already told you, the only things you need are silver, garlic. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a vampire. All right. Okay. So normal, 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 and heavy. Yes, roll that 2d6 fortune roll, and that will determine the set of the situation that y'all find yourselves in here at the very beginning. Okay, so number of dice for fortune is two dice. Mm-hmm. Okay, notes. Mm. <laughs> oh. oh, what was it? I, I don't know. I'm not looking. What is it? <laughs> it's a one, one and a three. 
So y'all start oh, off the the situation here in a desperate position. Three is desperate. <laughs> One and three is desperate. Four and five is risky. So so y'all think of all the XP. <laughs> so the journey starts out and it is already like a bad bad day. Um, I feel like he's making too much noise. <laughs> You're like looking over at Peacock, it's just like all these pots and pans and spirit benching charms are like rubbing together really loudly. And you're like, do you? <laughs> um, but I think I think it's even more than that, is it's it's not necessarily that you're on a bad like spirit day. Um, like the the fog that kind of perpetually surrounds the Deathlands and the Lost District is particularly thick which makes it even more difficult to map out the area. Um, and additionally, with that like thick fog, <laughs> uh, it kind of always feels like there's something stalking you in the darkness here. Like, as part of, that's kind of like par for the course for the Deathlands, right? But it's like, it feels even closer than it would be normally. And I think it's doubly intense for uh, for, for Owl here, because Owl has a core belief that the mist has eyes and is watching her. And so, like, the the environment that you're kind of stepping into feels oppressive immediately. Like, the second the lightning barriers of Duskwall, like, leave your periphery vision, it is like the movie The Fog. Or visibility just tanks. Um, and so you're making your way into the Lost District here, um, and let's, I'd, I'd say this first desperate role is being able to even keep your bearings, right? Not to get lost in the fog, to make your way into the lost district with relative ease, as opposed to like potentially getting lost. I'll probably do uh, that one. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like leading us. All right, yeah. run this way. Can you and stop I, making so much noise? All right, run this way. I think this would probably be like either a desperate hunt Maybe a survey of your like surroundings to make sure you're not navigating them in the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to do a hunt because I'm really good at that, but it feels <laughs> like a survey, to be oh, honest. You know what? I respect it. If you could spin us around and aim and get us back into town, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, let me just take this place out. <clears throat> All right, so it's a desperate mm-hmm. survey. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to help? Yeah. Help or to push yourself. All right. I'll go ahead and throw my free help on this one. <laughs> All right. You're, you have like the the magnet uh, like compass and you're like, oh, I'm glad I thought I had. <laughs> Can you use the binoculars that you brought to help us out? Like, why did you bring the? Okay, but, but that'll help. OK, that'll these help. are only for seeing spirits that were navigators. <laughs> Do you have a horn to listen to them? Like, <laughs> where did you get that? Some of them are very quiet. <laughs> okay. okay, well, thank thank you for the help. I was uh, just nodding your head like it's true. Yeah. So it's to a standard effect? Uh, Yes, it would be a standard effect here. And then one bonus die for him helping? Mm-hmm. There we go. 
Three six. All right. So you are able to make your way there without any additional complications, consequences, or dangers. So that... oh my god, the horn works. You're right. <laughs> I can actually hear them. They're... Oh crap. They're not that close. We're fine. What? They're singing Taylor Swift. Well, and they'll <gasps> never be royals. <laughs> trouble, um... trouble, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i'd say with that give yourself a tick of experience for rolling that desperate survey roll um but you are able to kind of lead the group that you're working with here into the lost district and you can kind of like feel the rundownness of it all it has been uh not taken care of for for many many years a lot of the stonework and the building have like collapsed in on themselves uh, a lot of the kind of bridges that bridge over the canal are in states of disrepair, some falling into complete disuse, others like barely holding on. Um, luckily, they're not like so huge of a gap that you need to like swim across. Like most of the time, it's just a small jump. Um, but the the Lost District is in quite a way, but you're able to kind of navigate yourself that you're able to kind of at least map out the first foray into the Lost District itself. At least you kind of know this entry point into the Lost District still exists and allows you into this district proper. Um, you are, I'd still say that you're in a quite a desperate situation. The visibility here is very low, and so you have to get much closer to things than you would normally uh, in order to kind of map them out, which puts you in a much more vulnerable position than you would be if you had a, if it was a clear day. Um, what would you as a group like to do now that you've kind of entered into the Lost District and kind of have a run of the area? I guess go back home as an option. <laughs> <laughs> no coin. Well, you know what? I, I measured one city block. I think that's enough for her needs. <laughs> I mean, is there, is there anywhere around that looks like um, uh, a place where we could get a better vantage point or, you know, like a, a building that we could get to the top of to kind of get a, a, a larger feel for the surroundings, maybe help identify where our next stop should be? Yeah, I'd say that very similar to the rest of this, well, the Lost District is very built up. It's just very broken down. Right, so it's very tight-knit buildings. It's just crumbling into each other. Um, but with a little bit of digging, I think you should be able to find, like, a five-story, like, run-down, like, living house that's, like, literally stacked on stacked on stacked on each other. Like, portions of it are crumbling in on themselves. But with some careful navigating, you may be able to get up to the roof and at least kind of get a rundown of your general area. The bad part is, I think if we got up there, we wouldn't be able to see anything. You like, may be able to, like, see the top portions of other buildings. So yeah, at least, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you, you would have at least, like, a bird's eye view of some other areas. Maybe you could use that. But it is, the visibility is really low. So even if you were to get over on top of the fog, it may not necessarily clear up for you. But you can see where the buildings are. It's kind of like... And the fog only goes up probably three stories or so. And so we would be able to 
at least say it. Well, there's a road there. There's, you know, there's a row of buildings there. You know, and, we, and so on. Do we all want to go up, or do we just want to send someone up? I have climbing gear. We could just go in the building. There's like a door. You just go. So this, that, that was my question. If if you just wanted, if everyone yeah, was yeah, going, yeah, no, or... just be careful on the stairs because you know this place is a little bit. How do we know how long it's been, Josh? Uh, more than a hundred years. Yeah, so just be careful in here. Uh, some of the wood, I wouldn't trust it too much. But uh, if you see any stone steps, those are usually pretty good and uh, probably better that we go together than send one person. Definitely better. I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> All right. So, so y'all are gonna uh, go into the large. Uh, it's almost like an apartment building. Um, of about five stories. It is, as you're kind of making the approach there, there is like an old weather-beaten sign that has had all of the paint just rubbed and moved away over the time. And so it's just kind of like a piece of rotted wood holding on to like a small length of chain that hasn't rusted away, hanging over the top of this uh, formerly perhaps uh, wonderfully painted door. Now all of the paint is like chipped off, and uh, as you open the door, it kind of just creaks on very rusty hinges uh, as you step into what is like a temporary living area. Um, very similar to the ones that are in Duskwall, where there's like that, as you take the first tentative steps into the room, there's the kind of gated living situation where a security guard or a um, Major D, kind of like the person who manages the area would be uh, with all the keys to the rooms. It's kind of in a various states of disrepair and disarray. Um, but it looks like there is like a set of stairs leading up that should like circle around within the interior. And as you kind of make your first initial looks up, it does look like it goes all the way up to the roof. Um, it's rickety and ancient, but if you're able to climb up the six, the five stories uh, without incident, then you should have a pretty good vantage point of at least this portion of the district. It might be the lightest of us if you want me to scout it out. Hey, actually, you know what? This is a good time for D'Artagnan. Um, I've heard he was a mountain goat one time. That's what he told me. Anyways, uh, D'Artagnan, can you check that out for us? Uh, yeah. D'Artagnan just kind of like ghost forms and shifts through all of the steps just you know, just floats up through the floor I did unhelpful him ghost mode. <laughs> okay um and then he like you hear him stop and then you hear the sound of like goat footsteps running downstairs and he's like stands at the landing on the first floor and goes, that's a good sign he said it's good he doesn't it. He didn't say bad. That means good. <laughs> it's fine. He said we probably won't die. <laughs> he said uh, you probably won't die. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, I was fine. <laughs> so so, so you'll want to kind of navigate your way up the stairs, go on to the roof here. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll lead the humans. 
All right. Do y'all want to make like a group roll here? It is. It's you're you're. This is kind of a risky position that you're kind of finding yourself in. Um, it's a dangerous trek up the stairs. Other things may have called this place home in the times that y'all, everyone, all the humans have been gone. Um, it would probably, if you want to do it like stealthily and well, it would be group prowl, I think would make sense here. I I believe Peacock finally got a thing. A level in it. In prowl? Yes. (laughs) Nice. Uh, definitely in a risky position here. Are you... All right, so how do we do a, a group? I'm, I suppose I'm leading. In in that case, uh, the with Shepard leading, uh, he would roll first. It's risky, effective standard. Um, it would he'd roll prowl, and then everyone else would roll prowl. Well, and then anyone who fails would uh, add a tick of stress to Shep. Okay, and what if I fail? Nothing happens. Cool. Yeah, that's why I let us going into the jail because there's a <laughs> oh, holy shit fail. Look at that crit. That's a crit on the first prowl roll. Let's go. Okay. It can't possibly get any better, but it could get worse. So <laughs> uh let's have um let's go owl. Owl, go ahead and make your uh, prowl roll. Oh risky okay. standard. Uh, all right. Uh, risky prowl standard. Mm-hmm. And everyone else do it as well, actually. It doesn't really matter the order. <laughs> all right. So one tick of stress from Owl. Owie. Not to Owl, but f- because of Owl. So that's one tick of stress for Shep. Uh, four counts as a success. So okay. wonderful, wonderful. And last but not least, Ecock, Roland Prowl. Let's see it. All right, risky standard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and push myself. So one bonus die for two stress, right? Yes, sir. I don't think you need to, because it's it's only going to reduce my stress if you fail. Well, okay, then I won't push myself. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. don't, don't. There Four. we go. Four, that is a success. So that is one tick of stress, and the group stealth roll takes the best Roll, roll that was rolled, and that would be Shep's crit. Um, I think part of the crit, part of the critical success, I think, is keeping Owl out of trouble. Just, just Jack Skellington, at, like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> and just grabbing her hand and be like, no. <laughs> like don't getting have to on open to, every door on the way this? up. This is shit everywhere. What's this? <laughs> There's magic in the air. Um, and and basically, I, I think that that is part of the the critical success here is that you keep Owl from disturbing anyone, anything, anybody, any whatever it might be. Um, as you can kind of make your way up the stairs, uh, you carefully avoid like large sinkholes that have appeared in the portions of it and kind of help navigate the group up to the kind of roof of the uh, now abandoned apartment building. I can see that stressing him out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, what we don't do is go down supernaturally dark hallways like that's 
I know I know we want to. We don't do it. Listen, the ghosts here blackness. That's we've gone over this before. <laughs> but like the ghosts here, some of them are safe, but like some of them just just leave them be. It's not worth it. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to start walking down every hallway. There there's gonna be a lot of but, hallways. Like I trust I, me. I hear a ghost down. I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of my I, thing. I know, <laughs> but like just there will be plenty. Do you know why? We can, because we can deal they with are the out there. Here. But that one's saying something cool about raspberries. Yeah, that one was trying to <laughs> I don't even know what those are. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, raspberry is a term for murder. So. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him the old raspberry dasberry. Stabbing someone in the neck. <laughs> that is not what we call it. <laughs> I mean, it's not what they call it. <laughs> they wouldn't call it. Perfect, perfect. Maybe uh, they you, didn't you, you weren't alive then. We'll have to ask Skurlock. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to tell you the same thing, Owl. Uh, you make it up to the top of the uh, large tenement building and are able to get a pretty good idea of this portion of the district, even with the large amount of fogs. There is a limited amount of visibility here. But using your kind of knowledge of the way that the fog moves in and around the buildings, you can kind of get an idea for, like, the major thoroughfare that's running through this portion of the Lost District. Um, Generally, with those larger thoroughfares, it's easier to travel, but they're a little bit more open. So you can kind of choose if you all want the group to continue surveying here down the major thoroughfare or to kind of spiderweb your way around, like, buildings a little bit more hemmed in on the sides, um, but less exposed. Because if there's one thing you know about the creatures is that they're not nearly as affected with their perception by the mists as humans are. I think we're going to take this. um, Chef's not even going to ask. He's going to go the safe way because he has seen how Owl's been acting. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, I probably should try to keep her away from Ghosts. You'll just see a ghost that's just like giving giving her like the side eye, like, hey, she's like, oh, I gotta, I must, I got to go to there. <laughs> hey, when to uh, go through there? I want to go to there. Snipe's gonna hesitate a little bit longer at the top of the building. Mm-hmm. He's like taking notes, drawing little sketch pictures. Mm-hmm. He's he's mentally working on his tinkering project. Like, okay. I, I have ideas. <laughs> oh, I'd be really useful it's, right it's about me now. It's me rolling through Home Depot, just like. <gasps> but for this project, I could use this. But for that project, I could use this. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. Oh, I feel like so I'm y'all... calling him and Peacock. I'm like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. And I'm like kind of ignoring her a little bit. Like she's kind of <laughs> off in La La Land. <laughs> I'm like, okay, listen. We're going to uh, avoid this area, okay? So. The reason is, you know how it's super foggy in here? Um, it's kind of like a misty type. That affects us. Um, but D'Artagnan, if you couldn't tell, can see right through it because of his ghost form. So any ghosts, they just see right through it. So we've really got to avoid that because I don't want to get like, we don't want to be surprised or take an ambush, uh, taken by ambush. So. This is what I'm thinking, and he he shows 
he's they're looking out into the mist and he's like we're gonna go right there and then there and then there and then there and that's how <laughs> we're gonna get away from uh any ghosts that can kind of jump on us all right got got the game plan in hand uh while shep is going over the game plan with the rest of the crew about how to move forward and ignoring owl so, so you have the, your ghost mind that lets you be aware of supernatural entities mm-hmm. in your presence. Right. And it is going off um, rather intensely, like not just in the area of the building, right? Like you can feel it kind of further out as well. Um, and so you're getting a lot of those supernatural pings, things beyond ghosts, Um that are in the area. And so I'm wondering how Al feels with that, like considering her belief that like the mist has eyes and is watching her a bunch of creatures that are in the fog that she can't see, but she knows don't have the same Uh, limited vision that she might like, is there excitement or is there anxiety about that for Al? Um, how about anxiety? Excitement. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's I'm a excitedy, I think. Excitedy, is a... that's a better one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, not necessarily on the verge of a panic attack, but like, like a ah 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 ah. There's so much to learn, and I don't know so much. I'm in so much danger. <laughs> uh, are they getting closer? Or are they just kind of wandering around? It doesn't feel like they're like moving towards you with purpose, but you can feel them mingling around. She'll just tap uh, Shep on the shoulder. Hey, um, tap, 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 tap. hey, uh, you've been out here before, right? Yeah, uh, a few times. Not here specifically, but so, uh, out like, in the lands. On a scale of like one being passive and ten being as pissed off as that ghost we saw. How aggressive are the ghosts here? Are they like really angry? (laughs) They really range. I mean, I would say 80% of them are like passive. Would you be even 90%? Would you be super upset if I talked to some of them if they came up and said hello? I mean, you're only putting us in danger 10% of the time. <laughs> and 5% of the time, it means we're probably going to die. So it's up to you. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Thanks. But probably uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> She'll get her uh, spirit mask ready. <laughs> you know the difference between, like, an angry ghost and a happy ghost, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, y- y- you know, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Like, one's trying to kill me and one's trying to talk. You know, it's just... You know. To be fair, most of the time when they want to kill you, they're they'll be straight up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you'll be able to tell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> can we focus? Like, get a job? just don't bring too much attention up to you. Well, please. they're kind of already circling us, kind of. That's why I'm asking. Uh, what? <laughs> why we keep moving? Keep moving. Keep moving. But yep, time time to time to go. Time to go. Can you point us in their direction so we can go the other way? Study your environment, I'd say, would be a good thing to do for you, Owl. And I 
I, I, I'd say this would be a study. I, I don't think this would necessarily be in a tune because there's a lot of it's kind of like studying your attunement that you have automatically. It's like, OK, where can I feel that there's going to be a break in the mass of supernatural entities that I'm feeling that we can run in this direction and continue exploring? Personally. Are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the chef thing. Um, so that would be you. So you basically I'm, studying I'm, the I, ghost. I was essentially told or... to avoid the denser ghost pockets. So, um, using her motion tracker, as I like to call it, <laughs> um, she will just uh, <laughs> the thing from Aliens. Boop boop <laughs> boop boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. just uh, just you know avoid the denser pockets and then just be like stop wait and go perfect make a risky study roll okay oh man <laughs> can it just be in a tune ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason why you can do it at all is because of your innate attunement to that portion of the uh, ghost field okay <laughs> uh, can someone help me out <laughs> it is because of your attune that you get to roll at all <laughs> Can someone help me? <laughs> I'll throw my last freebie at you. Thanks, bud. So I get a bonus? You hit your bonus die. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, shit! Didn't even need it. <laughs> oh, y'all yes. just... Take it the crit, shut up. Y'all yes. are just critting and shitting here. God bless. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, you are able to navigate your way around a rather sizable pocket of, like, ghosts and supernatural entities uh, with kind of practice ease. You kind of studying the movement patterns of them and are able to navigate you and your crew around the more, like, dangerous feeling uh, entities here. And you all kind of get yourselves into another portion of the Lost District. Um once again, you're kind of spiderwebbing your way across uh, tighter inlets, um, but you're able to kind of keep track in your journals of where things are located. Um, and I think even with that crit study, y'all kind of step out into a large square from one of these like side portions. Um, and if anyone's like familiar with St. Mark's Square in Venice, where it's just this hugely flat area of the city where there isn't any buildings around, um, but it's like immaculate looking stonework and things like that. Kind of like a what would have been a large bazaar area in the town center uh, that is completely abandoned. Any like tents or like day market stalls have long since rotted away. Um, but there's this huge courtyard. And it's possible that that might be an area that someone who's looking to set up a base of operations is interested in to kind of set up temporary buildings. in. so you may have found something that Lady Drake is interested in. It may not be the best spot, but at least it's somewhere. It's a little exposed, but at least it has like a lot of room for equipment to get set up. Mm-hmm. In. It's a solid B minus. Yeah. Check. I'm missing a check there, but that's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this might be a question for Shep. 
But now that y'all have at least a passing, you know, B minus spot where someone could set up a shop and you have a couple of portions of the districts mapped out here. Do you continue risking it and continue to explore the lost district or do you say, let's head back home? Y'all have been pretty lucky here so far and that you haven't really come across anything big yet. I think he takes the opportunity, especially considering how good of an eye she seems to be, um, to kind of take into account whatever she says, you know, hey, what way should we go or or where are you sensing uh, presences, especially hostile presences? Mm-hmm. We can avoid those areas. And I think we I think we can go a little bit further. You're saying you're going to continue exploring the, the, the lost district here. All right. Continue. Yeah, to but as we get further town. in, probably a little bit more cautiously. Mm hmm. I mean, how far have we gone from uh, from the entrance? Uh, so the district itself is broken up into many, 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 many blocks, um, of course. And so with the, the current kind of pathway that you've made, you've kind of carved out a small portion of one of the blocks. Um the Lost District is also, like, part of the the inlet, um, so you haven't even, like, really crossed any portions of the river here into another block. Um, I think we're going to try to explore this particular block as much as possible and probably not delve into any more than that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so looking to kind of complete the exploration of at least this, like, island portion, basically. Okay. And so, do we have an idea for... of like how thorough of a area they wanted? Uh, they don't necessarily need like every single building described on a piece of paper. They really kind of want things like the outline of the district of this portion of the district, where they'll need to like set up things for temporary lightning barriers, uh, potential spots for their um, base of operations moving forward. Um, things like that. So they, there wasn't really like parameters for this is what the map should have. Right. It's it's not like show me every single building in the district in great detail. It's give me an idea of what this place looks like. So that way, whenever I have workers go out there, they don't get lost. And all die. Yeah. And sometimes they might all die without getting lost. So I mean, <laughs> sometimes it just happens. Um, I'd say you've probably explored about half of this portion of the block, and the other half is on the other side of the major thoroughfare. So there's like that major thoroughfare that kind of bisects, at least from your understanding of the way the buildings were laid out, that kind of bisects this portions of the Lost District. And you've explored this portion, and so you'd need to kind of cross that rather large street area to get to the other portion. Okay, I feel like he's like, yeah, there's one more building. You see that tall building right there? And it's like a little ways off. Not extremely far, but like a little ways. It's also like a five or so story building. He's like, I think if we can get in there, get to the top, that'll give us bird's eye view of everything we need, and then we'll be good to go. 
Yeah, let's get uh, him as much information as we can. It'll, it might get us a bonus, or maybe we'll find something interesting. Didn't they say there might be stuff out here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Magic. As you are making your way to back kind of a way the circuitously around to the way that you came back to the major thoroughfare. Um, Owl, you can kind of sense the supernatural presences automatically. You're able to steer them in the right direction, like, oh, we got to go down this alley right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But as the major thoroughfare is reached, it's almost like there is a wall of, like, that supernatural presence, where it's like you're going to have to get at least in something's business to cross uh, to go across this large open area. The question is, who is the least aggressive? I think that may be something that you can attune to. That may be a yeah. question of who is the least the aggressive to cross. Be like, now, we might just bump into someone accidentally, and all you have to do is say, oh, pardon me, good sir. Now, there is an innate danger to attuning to the ghost shield outside of the protection of the lightning barrier. So almost no matter what, when you're attuning to the ghost shield out here, it's desperate. It's a good thing I have three points in it. Okay. Um, I might just take two stress to make it another bonus day. Um, <laughs> Uh, standard effect? The standard effect here. So I assume you're kind of going to have your spirit mask. Yeah. yeah. If it's clear that Owl's going to go ahead and attune, I think that, um, you know, Peacock's stance on is, what are you, what are you doing? Um, I'm gauging how aggressive the ghosts are. What are you doing? Uh, watching you make a mistake is what it looks like. Uh, she's like, well, you see that? And she just points to, like, the empty space where she sees the wall. She just, she just forgets that people can't see. Well, uh, (laughs) so, so there is the wall of ghosts. It cannot be passed, so you have to go through it. I'm just gauging which one of these ghosts is going to be the least angry we're passing through. Well, we haven't had any impact with any of them, so I don't think you even need to worry about that. Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like we should, I at least should figure out which one's the least aggressible. I mean, does, does that make sense? We don't want to run into an angry ghost, do we? I think he's trying to say we don't want to run into any ghosts. Oh, okay, so then we're not going any forward. Got it. <laughs> and she'll just take off her mask. We're not going in any further. Great, great. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, we need to finish the job. Oh, well, she, like, she, she like, puts it back <laughs> on and says, so we're either not going to finish the job and turn around or finish the job and go through this. Okay, just don't. Just try and don't get distracted, please. Okay. <laughs> the weirdest she, bark inspiration I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go ahead and push himself. <laughs> yes, bless. <laughs> yes, bless. 
Uh, oh, are you it, pushing yourself instead of me? Well, you can both push yourself. Assisting. Oh, do we get two bonus die if we both push ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Wait, are, you group, are you group actioning this? No, he's assisting. She is pushing oh. herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get two bonus die? Mm-hmm. You take two right. stress. He takes one stress. All right, baby. All right, baby. Uh, oh. Well, you know, it's it's not a failure. It's not a failure. It is a success, comma, with, with an asterisk attached to it. Um, okay. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs, or you have reduced effect. Okay. I'm going to say you do it, but a serious complication occurs. I have a four-tick clock here. I am going to tick it three times. Ah. Oh. Ah. Resist that. Uh, I'd like to resist that, but it you was can, five. <laughs> you, can, you can reduce the amount of ticks that I tick it by resisting from three to two. Uh, okay. All right. So this is resisting a consequence by nature of your kind of attunement here. So go ahead and give yourself a tick of experience in resolve and make a resolve uh, resistance roll. Okay. So you take two ticks of stress. I tick the box twice. It's a mystery box. Um, I mean, it's not really a mystery. <laughs> Whatever ends in that box is by it. <laughs> and the part of <laughs> I'd say the part of it that is a success is you're able to kind of get a pretty good idea of where you can ingress past this portion of the ghost fields, like innate almost wall, without immediately making something pissed off right not mm-hmm. even necessarily that you're like oh i just didn't talk to a ghost this time it's like i got into a ghost space and either they didn't notice or they didn't care enough in the moment to go after me but you feel the kind of like ping ponging that a lot of the ghosts in the ghost fields were doing in the area suddenly like halts like, you feel all these, like, different dots instantly, like, halt and then almost turn and zero in in your direction, even though they don't move. It's like if you were playing a game of Pong that has, like, those, like, 15 different balls all just kind of bouncing off in random directions, and then all of a sudden all the balls just stopped and went and just rotated you know in your like? direction. But you sneak your way into the other portion of the Lost District uh with with minimal attention brought your way. She's she's like everything's fine uh that way. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. ASAP. All right, you that make direction. your move in the direction of the kind of additionally like one of the larger buildings that Shep kind of spotted from a little bit further away. Um since they're not they're not moving, but you notice that they're not getting further away from you uh, owl, as you're kind of taking the steps. Um, 
there seems to be a lot more focus in your area. And instead of things like just kind of pinging around nonchalantly and like without purpose or, or intent, it feels like they're staying very still and waiting for something. There's like this moment out of anticipation building, but you're able to kind of navigate around these stock still pings that you're getting off the supernatural. Um, Chef, would you make me, uh, maybe not yet, make me a a survey. Someone who's, like, on the lookout. If there's anyone who's, like, actively on the lookout, like, like you I... know, Shep is the one, like, leading, but is there anyone, like, checking the buildings or anything like I... that? Snipe is looking for any danger. Mm-hmm. Any valuables. Mm-hmm. He is just twitchy as shit. Because he hasn't had a lot to do to distract himself. Mm-hmm. So I, with the conversation that Owl and Peacock just had about, you know, we can't get through without her doing this thing. He was like, it's wrong and stupid or whatever. <laughs> Snipe's been uncomfortable the entire time. It's like the whole ghost door thing. Uh, If Snipe would be so kind as to give me a bit of a survey here, like survey his surroundings, definitely risky, standard effect. Um, I'll push myself. To survey standard. Mm -hmm. Plus one. He doesn't see shit. Yes, he does not see shit. Um, (laughs) So we see... Almost like it's a a movie, right? We're kind of looking through the world from Snipes' eyes. Snipes, like, looking forward, looking back, looking around, like, keeping an eye on the group. He's just in circles. Just, like, looking up at, like, trees that aren't doing anything except, like, shaking in a wind and... um, I do think there's a lot of stress that is absolutely building in type inside of Snipe here, um, especially in this like moment of feeling kind of powerless, I think, is like my interpretation of what's mm-hmm. happening here with Snipe. And there isn't anything that pings off in Peacock's or in, not in Peacock's, but in Owl's kind of supernatural filter. Um, but we see Snipe, like, looking around and kind of being very, very careful with his surroundings, um, and a, like, clawed hand comes out of the darkness and just swipes across the entirety of Snipe's back, and he will take level two harm. Oh, shit! Can I... You can resist it or expend an armor, uh, so that way it catches the armor instead. Yeah, I'll use armor. Use armor, because we might be getting hit again. <laughs> like, oh, great. So you expend a bit of armor here, and you feel like this thing, like, catch your back and, like, hit you with such a force that it physically throws you in the direction of the rest of your teammates. Um, and uh, I think everyone kind of all at once turns around in the direction of this kind of large creature, and... Um, you see this giant furred creature, probably like 
eight and a half feet tall, like standing on two legs and like large burly arms ending in claws that are too long for the, like the rest of its body. Um, and instead of like continuing with fur onto its face, it's just a skull. Um, and like a tongue lolling out the side of this large and ferocious, like mammalian creature with like thick black fur. And it's kind of like standing and like breathing heavily. <sighs> and the fact that it was able to move up with to you so silently, I think is probably like a part of its surprise considering this thing is massive and built and instead of like eyes being set into its the skull, it looks almost like swirling clouds just kind of pouring out of the bottom of it, uh, almost like fog pouring down the sides of its face. Um, Shep, you would be aware of one of these creatures. Um, they are native to the Deathlands, native, native to the Deathlands in quotation marks. Uh, they are a predator species of uh, dire bear. I feel like two things happen. One is he's already protective. Two is after the last incident with a ghost, he, I wouldn't say loses it, but he kind of loses it and shoots it. Just <laughs> <laughs> immediately screams, pulls out the gun, and fires. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you fuck. just you immediately <laughs> whip out the the pistols and just start firing. Make make a hunt. Anyway, it's a start blasting. Anyways, I started blasting, and uh, yeah, so I just start. So I'll take the fine pair of pistols out, mm-hmm. and my electroplasmic ammunition uh this is not a ghost creature this oh, is a the the dire bear is in fact a quote-unquote natural entity cool that's great um i start well, blasting anyway. with my normal ammunition <laughs> so it's a hunt definitely to fire your gun i feel uh, like he just pushes himself because he just wants to kill this thing <laughs> one to push two uh two to push yourself okay but he does because <laughs> you do it because you have to no man he's he's traumatized <laughs> well, i guess it's not a ghost so maybe not actually but I, think, I, think just, I think your description was if something made you pull a gun you were shooting to kill yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's going down. Um, <laughs> is it? What is it? Is it risky, controlled, desperate? Here, so you have your fine pair of pistols. So that increases your tier by one. Yeah, they. Uh, you pistols. already have double fine weapons, so that increases it by another one. So that brings you up to a tier three. Uh, this creature is part of the Deathlands. It's a known predator, very dangerous. I'd say with your tier three weapons, this is probably this thing by itself is probably like a tier three creature. Um, and so you 
are, I'd say, fighting it with a normal effect, albeit a desperate position. Because by virtue of this thing being alone, it's treated as if it outnumbers you. Um, that's the kind of amount of force it brings to bear. <laughs> to bear? Bear. It brings to bear. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, so I'll take a desperate. Mm-hmm. But I pushed. So it's a standard it's effect. A dire mm-hmm. situation. Ah. I can barely contain myself. Y'all are gonna <laughs> um, standard effect. Mm-hmm. And bonus dice would be one. One from pushing yourself, yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. Five, five, three. So you immediately pull out both of the pistols and begin firing in the direction of the dire bear. And the bullets like land and like physically push it backwards as it kind of like gets up and like charges in the direction of where the pain came from. And we just see like as a part of it getting shot, it reaches down with its claw and does like a full body assault on uh on Shep. He takes tier three harm as part of this fight against the dire bear. And we like we hear his ribs break as he is flown backwards. You can resist this and kind of reduce it or bring that use uh armor. But like before the rewind, that's what the camera sees is just like the ribs cracking under the force as like the claws grip underneath his chest and throw him across the street. And as the camera like rewinds and you see him like his entire chest like cave in, <laughs> it like goes back and it's like, oh, he has the armor this time. <laughs> just like, <laughs> instead, it's just like getting absolutely all of the wind in his body knocked out of him all at once. Uh, uh, with armor, it still would be tier two, wouldn't it? Or one? In this instance, I would bring the armor from tier three harm down to tier one, uh, and you can resist it to bring that one down to zero. So you can do both the armor mm-hmm. and do take stress. Yeah, I think I'm gonna resist it. Remind me, it's depending on what I roll on the resist is how much stress I take. Six minus what you roll. So you want to roll big numbers. And so in this case, it one. would definitely be a prowess. Prowess? Yeah, a prowess resistance. So if you click on the prowess button, because you're, you're resisting consequences from physical strain or injury. Okay, any bonus dice now? None from this one, because it's not considered a supernatural creature. Okay. Five? Five. So instead, you take one tick of stress. And you do not suffer any harm as you're able to kind of like roll with the strike and the armor catches a lot of it. You basically have to like throw out your leather doublet because it is torn to shreds. As like, part I feel of like it. he like tackles me and I'm I'm able to kind of dodge it somehow. Like we, we roll with roll. punches, right? And mm-hmm. then I get a second shot, <laughs> but he's on me. So it's just like, there you go. And so you you can tell that it's like bleeding profusely out of these bullet holes that you've placed into it. Um, who else would like to act? This thing moves uh... crazy fast. I'd say it's like so. Not only is it very large, it's also like 
supernaturally quiet and quick. So I think Peacock seeing this, it just erupt into combat. It's just going to be like, if it can bleed, it can die. <laughs> and uh, correct. He's got a. Uh, we're going to go ahead and use a large weapon, which I'm going to say is basically like a halberd. <laughs> just <laughs> full on. I was trying to figure out how to work in something like that, and I'm like, "There's no way." <laughs> That's the advantage of going heavy. I knew I, mean, I, I have. You know, I use I, a halberd on my D and D character. So. <laughs> I Everyone have the space, I just halberds. didn't have the correct way to do it. <laughs> All right. So, so you use your inc- huge weapon as part of the attack. Um. So, as part of that. Uh, is it is it considered a fine large weapon or just a large weapon? Uh, I think it's just a large weapon. Gotcha. No, in we that have, case, we have upgraded quality weapons. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. so y'all have fine weapons, but th- the weapon that Josh is using is a fine fine weapon. So it's like mm-hmm. plus two tiers. Uh, so with this attack that you're going up against the uh, dire bear, it's going to be desperate limited, unless there's something that you can do to push yourself higher. Uh, probably not, because I feel like I'm going to need to be ready for can, backslap on this. <laughs> can I assist for extra effect? Mm-hmm. Like, jump up and just be like, hey, over here, bear! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Instead of giving him an extra dice, you can take a stress to boost his effect. So then we go back to standard effect? Back to standard. Okay. All right. Don't screw me. No bonus dice. Well. Uh, in this case, it would either be... It sounds like it'd be a skirmish. Yeah. Do you have, have any special abilities you can throw in there? <laughs> <laughs> not, not outside of just pushing myself. <laughs> um... You know, you guys are in there getting mangled. Let's go ahead and push. I'll take the two stress. <laughs> Let's hope for something amazing. Like a crit. Hey, 516. All right. Maybe. That is a success. Uh, so uh, you actually don't get any damage on uh, a clapback. It is... <laughs> um, if any of y'all have... What's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he gets mauled by a bear? Red, uh... Revenant. 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 So I think there's like a Shep Revenant moment where the bear is like pushing him down on the ground and like sliding him around the cobblestones. And you're like off to the side with the like halberd, like stabbing it into the side of its ribs, like over and over again. And it kind of like turns towards you and howls while it's continuing to like toss around <laughs> Shep, like getting like riddled with bullets in the middle of his chest. Flies. <laughs> but it's like the best way to avoid taking additional damage for Shep is to allow it to ragdoll him so he doesn't like break a bone by trying to resist its impossible strength. Drunken fighting style. Go for oh, it. Oh yeah. All right. Uh snipe. Is there anything that you want to do beyond assisting uh Peacock with his fight here. I do, but I don't have anything. Um, I'm, I was trying to come up with some extra creative thing. However, 
<laughs> in in his attention getting with the bear. Hey bear. Hey bear. Over mm-hmm. here. Bear. Like I know everyone else is stabbing and shooting you. Hey bear. <laughs> Bear's probably not paying any attention to Snipe. So he's gonna pull out his blade or two. I'm thinking a one, blade or maybe I'm two. Thinking two. Mm-hmm. It's one it's one tick for either, so I think I'm gonna go with two. Mm-hmm. Gonna try to get on this bear's back and stab him in the back of the head because it's snipe like. <laughs> it works with people. Why won't it work with a bear? Absolutely. And if I'm behind it, he can't bite me. Alright. And so with your blade or two, you will be able to do uh it sounds like you're trying to it sounds like it's a bit of a skirmish, but I can also see it being a prowl. I I like prowl. Um, Since you're trying to sneak up on it, hop on its back, and, and yeah. stab there. It may be one of those things where you can't prowl for very long. Like maybe this is the only opportunity to prowl, and if this continues going it's like, on, it's my time. You're in a much more dangerous situation. Yeah, but like Shep and Peacock are both in target, so it's got to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that would be a prowl. Uh, a once again, desperate situation, limited effect. I'm going to use my shadow ability to push myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just extra dice, not level or not um, effect, right? Uh, for the shadow, you get to push yourself to perform a feat of athletics or stealth. I think the athleticism is jumping onto the creature's back. Right. Yep. And so that you get to expend your special armor. Um, and you get to push yourself without taking stress. Which is good. Mm-hmm. All right. Prowl. Desperate. And you get your extra die from Daredevil. Oh, I can do that, too. Mm-hmm. And I will. Why not? <laughs> What's the worst so, that can happen? So you get the three base die and then two bonus die. One from the Daredevil and one from uh, pushing yourself with Shadow. Desperate, I assume? Yes. Gotta be desperate to use Daredevil. Oh, yeah, that's true. Limited effect. Limited, but maybe I'll crit and get something. So is it two bonus dice or three? I think just two. Two bonus dice, yep. Okay, just check. (laughs) One, three, three, one, six. (laughs) All right. I'll take it. Uh, you hop onto its back and begin like stabbing into its flesh with the um, set of blades that you have, um, basically almost using it as like a makeshift saddle where like each dagger is in there and it's I like bucking to get you off and you're basically like, holding onto the bear with the dagger. Right, he probably stabbed one in and he's using that to hold on and the other one's just stabbing. Just stabbing into the flesh. And it's like black Icarus blood. Like it's not like lifeblood that you'd expect from a living creature like a human or a goat or anything like that. Um, I got some in my mouth. You're like, oh, nah. <laughs> um, and it, it, it seeps onto the ground and kind of spreads out not like a liquid but almost like a slime even where it just kind of moves away from the creature and doesn't pool. Um, kind of gross. Anyway, Owl, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Owl is shitting her pants. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? She should be thrilled. We didn't get attacked by a ghost. Uh, 
knows how to handle a goat. She does not know how to handle this thing. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Does my lightning hook work on people? Yes, but not as well. It's much better at wrangling ghosts than anything else. Okay. Um. Fuck. She's she she can't shoot. She's not very good at shooting. Uh, she's not very good at whacking. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh like, that would be an excellent ah! time for for Tempest. <laughs> um. So one of the things that uh, weirdos like Owl are able to do, uh, <laughs> that Whispers are able to do, uh, is kind of use their attune to do an attack, right? You're, you're channeling ectoplasmic energy. It's almost like Palpatine's like electric Sith move. Where you can channel like latent electricity in the ghost field and use it to zap your opponent. Um, it's a little less um, effective than maybe like a gun or <laughs> slitting someone's throat, um, but you're not good at either of those. Um, as a matter of fact, you may be putting yourself in even more danger by getting close to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you do still want to, like, contribute to the fight, you can kind of, like, pull at some electricity and see about channeling it into the dire bear. That sounds like something she would want to do. Right. That's definitely in a tune. It's definitely desperate. Uh, anytime you attune outside of the Walls of Dusk Wall, it's a desperate roll. Uh, oh, but you do have... If you channel it with your Fine Spirit Mask, I will give you Standard Effect instead of Limited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna roll two threes, aren't I? <laughs> You have three dice, so as long as that third thing's not a three, you'll be fine. Uh, and you can push yourself for some stress to get an extra die. Could I, um, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of doing that? Um, yes. It says I can use finesse for subtle misdirection. <laughs> uh huh. Could I possibly distract the beast a little bit? You kind of want to hold out your keys and go jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> More like use her lightning hook as a very uh, bright thing to look at, you know? Mm, Not is... necessarily <laughs> using it on the thing, but just like, hey, fucker, look at this. <laughs> it It is actively being stabbed by other people. So I, I would say that in this instance, you would need to push yourself to get even limited effect. Uh, I guess I'll just attune. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a no effect uh, kind of deal. I, try, I tried. I tried. You I did tried try. To... I just, in, in the moment, I don't think it would be something that uh, the diary. You know, I'm just going to assume I'm going to get a five or a four on this, and then the clock will tick up some more. So I'm going to save my stress and then resist it later. 
All right. A desperate attune roll with uh, standard effects using that fine lightning or fine spirit mask of yours. Oh, God, no! <laughs> one, one, three. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. That's why I want to do the finesse thing. Because I was like, I'm going to roll bad for this. I know I am. <laughs> so as Owl is attuning to the ghost field, she kind of reaches out into like some latent electricity. And as she's like kind of pulling this electricity from the air, uh, instead of like being able to like subtly misdirect it and kind of like push it into the the dire bear you just see her like a person who has stuck a fork in an outlet <laughs> just reach in grab like this ball of electricity and as it's kind of like pulling out of the air you just see all of her hair stand on end and you hear <laughs> as, as she takes level three harm oh i'm going to uh in the background you just see her get zapped like across the building like head over ass repeatedly and you hear a sickening crunch against the walls can i spend some armor to resist that yes if you spend your your the two ticks of the regular armor Mm -hmm. Uh, We can bring it down to level one harm, which is static shock, and you can attempt to resist it. But an additional consequence is also the filling in of the mystery box. Come on, that was... (laughs) You said only one consequence. It's a (laughs) two-parter. You son of a bitch. You can attempt to resist the second consequence as well. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> this would definitely be a resolve resistance. Okay. Uh, hey, no stress. That is the <sighs> best at resisting consequences. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, so you just see, like, all of Owl's hair stand on end as, like, her hand just, like, starts shaking uncontrollably. Like someone who's held on to the shock gum for too long. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, uh, and with that, she'll go and hide. <laughs> she is not useful in a situation like this. We have ticked up to three ticks in the mystery box. No, she resisted it. She resisted filling it up all the way. Oh. But there's still a tick. I'm doing my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes <we> that's <laughs> All right, I think back to kind of Shep. Shep, you're in the process of being ragdolized by the the dire bear. You're kind of able to avoid the majority of the damage that it's doing on, but it is, like, on top of you, and then your friends are on top of it, and then Owl is off in the back crying. (laughs) I imagine, like, as he stabs it with a halberd, and, like, I continue shooting into it, and it's got, like... 12 bullet holes at this point. <laughs> like it's it's been chopped into like half its neck is severed and it finally dies and I get up and I'm like not dead yet. Mm-mm. Oh, it's not dead yet? Mm-mm. Oh god. Can I shoot it again? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, absolutely you can. You got it, work is to it do, still sir. on top of me or what's going on? It's still on top of you. It's it's like in the process of attacking you and the group. Okay, so it's okay. Uh, so instead so of it being like a little me, bit further away, it's like right off. But I still have my pistols, and I'm gonna aim like directly at its head now, which is already half off from the freaking halberd. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna it. try to. Uh, 
So normally getting like up close like this would be a skirmish roll, but I'd say you're still firing your fine pair of pistols. I'd say we can do a hunt here at reduced effect. Um, since uh, you kind of have to like jam your elbow in to get a good shot as it's kind of like reaching down, trying to bite you. So instead uh, of standard effect, it would be limited. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it still desperate? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely yeah. Desperate. Before it eats you. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> Is it still desperate? Oh, yeah. So it's a limited effect. Mm-hmm. Hunt. At which I probably stressed, I, I probably pushed myself again. Well, are they helping? Is somebody helping me instead? Uh, does anyone want to take stress to assist? Does anyone have stress they could use does to help? Has it's stress pretty to stressful. <laughs> just one. I can do just one. <clears throat> helping costs less than pushing, right? Yes. Yes. Cool. Then um then we'll do that. And bonus dice one. Yes, from from Snipe helping you. In in my seeing what he's doing, my attempt to help <laughs> is both knives trying to stab and slide down the back of the bear to get away from the angle of his pistols. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep himself from getting shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. My god, it's still not dead. Four, okay. four, okay. two, three. That is a success, comma, but <laughs> um, I'd say once again, we find yourself in a desperate situation. Uh, the mystery box fills in full. <sighs> and a secondary consequence is level three harm to Shep. You do not have enough ticks in your uh, load to expend a heavy armor. Um, so so do, you will the have armor doesn't take a second time? Right, it only works once. After that, it gets basically destroyed. Um, but you can still resist as part of the um, resistance roll. But if you really screw it up, you may end up with a second trauma. Right. Yeah, well, I probably will. Um, <laughs> well, you could just take the harm, but that's not... Level 3 harm would make it so that way he's not able to act without assistance from other team members. So choose your... Uh, so you have to kind of choose risk the trauma, trauma or... Or being useless the rest of the session. Yeah, I guess... I, I, I guarantee you, once this thing is dead, we're running anyway. I can't believe it's not still dead, to be honest. We haven't done anything to it. Everything's limited. No, my first shots into it were standard effect. Mm-hmm. Y'all have done a lot of damage. It's it's I definitely like it. in the process of dying. I uh, blasted this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, my second attack was limited effect, but I there's some bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll resist. Definitely a prowess resistance. No bonus dice? No bonus dice. Just the two dice. You have to roll a two. I rolled rolled a two. two. You are maxed out on your stress. That is maximum. 
if Shep takes a, even one more tick of stress, he traumas. Oh, no, not another one. <laughs> uh, and that level three harm is reduced to level one, which brings which makes your effect reduced. Um, what we kind of see is you kind of pulling out your pistols and firing it point blank. And you can see like portions of its skull are like chipping and breaking away <laughs> as like missing. your bullets are like going. And originally we see like reach down and like physically take Shep's head in its mouth. And you can like hear his skull cracking underneath the force of its bite. Um, but since we're reducing it down to level one harm, instead we see it kind of reach around his shoulder and just you hear his like collarbone pop underneath the uh, like jaw strength of the creature. Uh, and we call the reduced effect uh, broken collarbone. So you can put that under the level one harm. Okay, I think that's I think I put it in correctly. You did. Nailed it. Cool. All right. Snipe and or peacock. This thing is on death's door, basically. Uh, portions of its skull are, like, actively chipping away. Like, pools of this Icarus blood are, like, falling to the ground and, like, sliding into, like, the sewers almost. Like, to the immediate left. Like, kind of where, like, the storm drains are. Um, as, like, chunks of skin are just, like, falling off of it. All right. So this is definitely going to be a second whack with the halberd. Mm-hmm. Definitely skirmishing this bad boy. I think he's going to go ahead and push himself. Because right. we got to finish this thing <laughs> off. And are you pushing yourself to for the extra die, or are you pushing yourself for the increased effect? Um, if you push yourself up to the increased effect, it is if you succeed, the creature dies. If you only have limited effect... That is not enough to outright kill the creature. All right, we're gonna we're gonna push for the effect instead of the bonus die. Okay. Does anyone have any stress that they want to take to give? I don't know. Let what... me give you some of mine. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what fashion assisting would take other than cooperatively stabbing, like just both going at it at the same time and attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, I am going to bust out the sniper rifle again as my action, and I don't know. Um, I feel like trying to distract it again isn't really a thing, but it may <laughs> be more of a cooperative attack, but separate attacks, or we could. Oh, I don't think a group oh. skirmish would be the thing. I'd say cooperating in this manner where, like, you're kind of striking at it to keep its attention on you to open up a jugular, like, strike is flavored well enough to... So it's not like you're doing a group action, but instead fighting it from multiple angles. It's coordinated attack. Yeah. Okay, so we are taking a bonus die, then? Yes. You get your one bonus die from the assistance you're receiving as from Snipe. Let's do this! Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Two. no. Oh, Two. no. This is where we all die, boys. <laughs> it's been a good run. So I'd say 
it is a two-parter desperate failure um we see him kind of rear back with his halberd and go to like strike like sever the artery that's like pumping this dark blood into the rest of its head the creature rears back the blade like catches air and we see its jaws snap over the half of the blade and the halberd breaks in two and as the like stick he like continues following in with the momentum uh the it kind of reaches over with its other arm and we just see it like full face palm into peacock lift him up off the ground and then back into the ground and there's like like you know before we roll a little resistance to reduce the damage we hope <laughs> we like we see like uh, as like the gravel like the gravel but like the stonework underneath him like cracks under the intensity and you feel like the back of your head break against the ground and like your ribs crack and you take level three harm um now you could resist both so or we're neither use, we're gonna use armor okay so you're gonna take that three level three harm from uh <laughs> contusions contortions and everything else and you're going to bring that down to level one about no, i feel like around. it is is that he's with his the big pack on him like the pack just compresses and flattens like, <laughs> like landing like in a giant waterbed <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> the backpack saves your life uh, so do you want to resist to take no harm or keep the level one harm uh, you can also roll resistance to keep it from breaking your weapon, because that is a you can resist that consequence as well, or neither. I think I'll take the level harm. We'll take level one harm. Okay. Uh, so I would say I, I don't trust level, myself to do a decent. <laughs> which your level one harm here, a bruised back. <laughs> As, like, you feel all of the contents of your bag shield your fall and keep you from taking, like, severe damage, but, like, poking into your back is, like, a bunch of your, like, smaller guns, and you're like, oh, thank god those didn't go off. <laughs> 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 Alright, a two, a two, and a one. Uh, and it kind of, like, lets go of your, like, face as it just kind of, like, continues swatting around violently and haphazardly uh snipe how how do you go about this bad boy well it was manhandling peacock <laughs> he was hastily pulling his sniper rifle out mm-hmm. um here's all the bad news i don't have enough stress left to push myself mm-hmm um, this is the last of my gear. All I can do is use Daredevil, and if I fuck it up, I can't resist that either. Or it's probably not going to go well. So, I am going to attempt to pop a nice, chunky hole in the side of its skull. Mm-hmm. And then we can all just stroll right back out of town. <laughs> right. Uh, what skill do you feel popping this thing in the side of the head's going to be? I don't... Normally it'd be hunt, 
but you're kind of up close and personal and kind of like putting the barrel of the gun up to the side of his head. It it seems unreasonable to call this a prowl as much as I really want to. It's not an ambush. Like, he knows I'm there. Oh, yeah. I would like to call it a wreck, but... <laughs> I, I think if we flavor this a little differently, we could call it a wreck where you see him take out the the sniper rifle and instead of pointing the barrel towards him, he grabs the barrel and just like starts beating it over the head with like the you stock. Know, I was trying to find <laughs> I was trying to find a creative use for a bigger weapon to do that with. So knowing that Shep's bullets didn't do anything, <laughs> he may just try to crack it with the, you know, grab it by the barrel and try and crack it in the head. Let's call this buddy bear blunt force trauma. Um, so yeah, I'd say definitely we can we can flavor that as a wreck. You have one die. It is mm-hmm. desperate. The effect is limited. You have to push yourself in order for. You have to push yourself or get assistance for this to kill it, because limited effect will not be enough. If if anyone has any stress to spare for snipe, or we can do a devil's bargain, you and I. That in our so I do have a spare stress that I can loan. (laughs) Well, I'm interested in this devil's bargain too, because we haven't done one yet. We haven't done one this session. We haven't done one Uh, in this campaign. I would say I will allow you to push yourself without stress. So. So get to that bonus effect from limited up to standard. Um, the bargain is is that regardless of the outcome, the rifle that you're using to bludgeon this thing skull is kaput. It is destroyed. So it's not a thing I can bust out anymore. Right. Well, it's not necessarily a thing that you can't bust out in the future, um, but it is in for the rest it's of done for this. this score. This thing is obliterated and useless. Fair. I will. I will accept your bargain. All right. So this I feel is... like that would ruin it anyway. <laughs> so this is a one die wreck with desperate, desperate position, standard effect. You get one bonus die as part of Daredevil. All right, everybody. Are we screwing this up and dying? Is there any assistance, any one stress help that anyone has to offer? Um, I have one stress help to offer. <laughs> how how does Owl help in this moment? Uh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just cries in the corner. <laughs> She's looking at this like horrified, and everyone is doing their thing. She's like, I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can just um <laughs> spray. I I am imagining you could do the a flavor flashback. of being like a prayer. <laughs> I will pray. She could do a flashback where she equipped some bear spray. <laughs> <laughs> bear mace. <laughs> I'm just imagining it going straight into Snipe's eye. <laughs> just <laughs> being in the blast zone. No, I'll wear bear bells. I think um <laughs> I think because her lightning cloak would not do much of anything on her action, I think it'll do something to help someone else. Okay. Something. 
So yeah. so do we see kind of like Owl like kind of run forward and just like ah! <laughs> just like ineffectual but distracting enough to give Snipe the the assistance here. Yeah. All right. And I'll take uh, a little dink of stress. Peacock will offer. I think probably what happens with him as his backpack was crushed, something in it exploded out of one of the side pockets. <laughs> little mini flashbang. Well, you won't need to actually push your... You don't need to take any stress there, uh, Peacock, because only one person can help. Oh, oh, okay. So you don't need to take any stress there. Owl got you covered on that one. Let's see it, Snipe. I'm afraid. Desperate. Standard. Two die. Three, five, four. That is a success. With an asterisk next to it. I mean, I'll take a success... Uh, make sure to, to give yourself that uh, that experience. Um, we it's gonna see go, it's also going to go into wreck when that goes up. Kind of like overhand handed, bring down the uh, the stock of the sniper rifle over the top of its head. Absolutely like concave that portion of its skull in, um, and as it kind of like dying gasp. Uh, as its head is like literally falling apart to pieces, um, we see like its large bear claw one last time just reach out and gut snipe like literally across the stomach. And before we see the resistance, we see like flesh get torn away with the claw. Uh, and like exposing like muscle and sinew underneath. As Snipe is like forced to go to ground, he can't even stand up on his own uh, with the like muscle damage that's occurring in his rib, like next to his ribs. You can kind of like see like <laughs> bits of colon almost exposed from the depth of the strike uh, as you take level three harm and are forced to the ground. And I don't believe. As if the thing crumbles away and turns into like this Icarus substance on the ground, it has died. You have done it, Snipe. You have level three harm, so you are unable to basically do anything without the assistance of a team member for the remainder of the score. Notice how I said the remainder of the score because the four tick box. I'm going to reveal its name for us now, the mystery box. Do I need to decide if I'm going to attempt to resist that before you do that? Yes, you will need to deter decide to resist it now and potentially trauma out. If you roll anything but a four on your resistance, you trauma out. Your fun fact. You take minus one to resistance rolls as part of Daredevil. So the prowess resistance that you would be making, which is normally, I think, two dice, becomes one. Or no, it would normally be three, and it becomes two. And you would need to roll at least a four on one of those two dice to avoid traumaing out. You have a good chance. It's 50, 50 75%. Plus. I mean, if anything is going to come from this adventure, is that at least one of us is going to trauma out. Okay, so, and that's assuming 
and I can resist either of those. I can either resist the harm or I can resist clock tick. The clock is already full. It's been full. Oh. Yes. <gasps> the so clock it, has been full, but I didn't want to reveal it until the end of our session. So I'm just resisting the harm. Mm-hmm. Because if I keep a level three harm, I'm screwed for the next one, too. Yes, you're screwed for the escape. Because you'll you'll be able to move Artanian on your own, will have to be but the, you won't be able to take action. And just carry you to safety. All right, so I have to resist the harm. This is going to go great. If you are at level three harm and you need to take an action by yourself, it costs stress. So being at level three harm... Is bad. Almost guarantees you a trauma because everything you do will cost at least one stress. Yeah, so let's just go with the trauma. <laughs> Alright, so what do I roll? You have two dice as part of your prowess, and your bonus die is negative you one. You got this, buddy. So, so six, I just do a six, prowess roll? Six. Six. Mm-hmm. six. Am I minusing dice? No. Yes, minus one. A four! A four! That is enough to keep Snipe from traumaing out. Okay. He is he is maxed. maxed. He's he is maxed on his stress. Peacock has one tick left. So I have level one harm, but I still have three spots left on my stress meter. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, Snipe maxed out one more, and he is traumaed. Shep maxed out. One more, and he is trod. Owl, three boxes left. Peacock, three boxes. And as you're kind of taking those last couple moments, uh, Snipe, you reduce that level three harm down to level one. Uh, So instead of, like, seeing portions of your gut, like, torn out with the bear's claw, uh, we instead see, like, deep gouges into the side, uh, like, right underneath your rib. Um, But... Not anything life-threatening, just something that stings. And as the uh, dire bear kind of breathes its last, its entire body like turns into this amorphous goo that kind of melts into the pavement around you, uh, Owl feels the eyes of the Lost District turn towards her and begin shifting their way closer and closer as we reveal the last tick of the box the Lost District Awakens. And as we start our next session, that is where we'll begin.